If you have your Bibles today, and I hope you do, turn to Psalm 121. The 121st Psalm. Y'all all there? Amen? Alright. I waited on you to get there for a reason because I want to point something out to you. Now you notice how these psalms are all titled. My 121st psalm says, God neither slumbers nor sleeps. But then I want, to look, want you to look right under that. It says, a song of degrees. Now, the reason I point that to you is this. Because that, that tells us that this psalm was a psalm that the worshipers would sing when they were journeying on their way to Jerusalem to participate in one of the three annual feasts. You know, they had the Feast of Passover, they had the Feast of Pentecost, and then they had the Feast of Tabernacles. So with that in mind, it is plain to see that this is a pilgrim's song. In other words, it tells of the danger of this journey. When they were traveling from wherever they were, to Jerusalem, to these, these feasts, and of the help that God provides along the way. Now, y'all are all there in Psalm 121? Amen. All right, let's read together. It says, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills, or you could use the word mountains there, from which cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved, or that is slip. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. That word keeper there is protector. Protector. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve or keep thee from all evil, and he shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and for even and even forevermore. Now I want you to keep your Bibles there. This may be one of those sermons that you want to... Uh, Take some notes, write down some scriptures because there's going to be quite a few scriptures in this sermon today and, and, and I've already got them wrote down so because of time we won't be turning to them. We might one or two of them but uh, it, it might just be you want to take a few notes so you can go back later on and study this in more detail. Let me visit with you today along the lines of hang on, help is coming. Hang on, help is coming. Now, when you look at verse 1, there in this psalm that we just read, I notice that this is not a declaration of hope, but rather it is a cry of despair. 
In other words, the psalmist is telling us that danger is lurking in the hills above and waiting for an opportunity to ambush the weary travelers that pass through. Now remember, I said this is a song of degrees. This is a, a song that these people sang as they were traveling to these annual feasts. Now, when this happens, where can the pilgrims turn for help? Well, you notice that the psalmist answers his own question by, by reminding us that the Lord is our help. In other words, we should never trust a lesser power than God Himself. You know, nothing detracts God. Nothing deters God. So we, we are safe. And, and let me remind you this morning, folks, that we are pilgrims as well. You see, our pilgrimage began the very moment that we accepted Christ as our Lord and Savior, and it will not end until we leave this life. In other words, just like these people that were traveling from their home to Jerusalem to these feasts, we are traveling through what we call life. And so we face the same things that these pilgrims face. You know, uh, 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 you know and, and, and however, uh, as we wait for this time of transition, there are dangers that are lurking all around us. Now let me explain that to you. There are thieves that want to rob us. And I'm not just talking of our money, but I'm talking about your peace. I'm talking about your joy, your, your victory. There are those that will try to quench the fire of God in your spirits, in your souls. So there are troubles, there are problems that can strip each one of us of, of the glory, the power of God. But the thing I want you to know is that God is all-powerful. God is all-powerful, and He watches over you, over each one of us. Now, I don't know about y'all, but I can tell you in this last year, year and a half, we've been through pretty challenging times, haven't we? There's been a lot of stuff thrown at us. And the reason that I say that is, you know, it seems like there were days that we were just surrounded and, and we wondered how we were going to come through. We wondered how we were going to make it through this deal. You know, there were times that, that, that you know, we just didn't know if we were going to make it. There were times where maybe we felt all alone. And somebody may feel that way this morning. But let me encourage you by looking and studying this song. Because if you are struggling this morning, you are aware that problems may be lurking just around the next corner, whatever they may be. So this psalm is for you. And look what this psalmist says. I love what he says. He says, I will lift my eyes unto the hill. 
Now, did you look at that real close? I want you to see something here. You notice he says, I will lift my eyes unto the hills, but he didn't say into the hills. Did you catch that? When we read that, you see, he understood that the source of our help, and he believed in God. And this psalmist knew that his help would not come from the hills because in times past, the hills had been places of idolatry. The hills had been places of, of false religion. And no help could be, be uh, come out of, out of these false gods that people were worshiping. So the psalmist said that he was going to lift his eyes unto the hills. In other words, he wasn't just going to lift his eyes unto the hills, but beyond the hills. He also knew not to look into the hills because why? The hills was full of robbers and thieves and, and, and burglars and, and, and pickpockets and all sorts of bad people. You remember it's kind of like the old westerns where they would get up in the hills and they would ambush you. Well, that's what these, these pilgrims was facing when, when they went on their journey to Jerusalem. They, they, you know, in the hills were all these problems lurking, waiting to do harm to them. So what does this psalmist do? He turns his attention to the Lord. He knew that the real source of help was the Almighty God. Now, when he talks about that, he's not referring to a friend. He's not referring to a supporter, but he is referring to the creator of the universe. Now, I want you to think about this. The idea is this. If, could, if God could make this world, Think about this. If God could make this world, then surely He has the power to take good care of you and me. Certainly. Our God has the power to look out for each one of us. He has the power to do miracles in each one of us of our lives. In other words, He's our keeper. He's our helper. He's our provider. He's our mind regulator. May I tell you that our help is in none other than the very one who stood on the edge of nothing and made everything with the words of His power. Now, if He could do that, if He was able to create this world that we live in simply with a word, then I know He's able to help us. Here's what the Bible says about it in Ephesians 3.20. It says, Now unto Him that is able to do exceedingly abundant, abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. In other words, God can do above and beyond not only what we ask but what we think as well. That's how powerful He is. So 
the, the psalmist knows that he is our confirmer. If you look in verse 3 of, his, of our text, it tells us that the Lord will not allow our foot to slip because God knows how easy it is for each one of us to uh, slip into sin or to slip into discouragement. So we must remember that He's ever with us and He has promised to sustain us, sustain us with His presence as well as His power. The Bible says this in Hebrews 13.5 and it proves this very point. It says, Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have. For He has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. And you can follow that up with Matthew 28.20 because it says, Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always. Did you get that? Lo, I am with you always. Another good reason not to fly. Oh boy, that went right over y'all's head. Are y'all awake? Now you notice he said all way. He didn't say all ways. Did you catch that? Did you see that? All way, even unto the end of the world. Now, the reason I point that out to you is this. Always means time. All way means every. Everyone. Everything. Whole. We're talking about completely, entirely, totally. Which tells me that everybody is included and no one is left out. No matter what your social status is, you are not left out. So we need to remember. We need to be reminded that our help and that we can trust the Lord because He never made a house that fell. He never had a foundation that, that crumbled. You know, folks, let's just be honest about this. There is times in life when we feel like just giving up. There are times in life where we feel like just giving in. But we need to realize that God has lifted us up out of the miry clay of this world and has established our goings. And, and we are constantly reinforced and, 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 and helped steadily held steadily by the mighty hand of God. I want you to flip. You're already in the book of Psalms. Flip to the 40th chapter real quick. Fortieth chapter of Psalm, verse verse one. We're going to let this speak to us. Psalm forty, verse one. Y'all there? Amen? Amen. I want you to look for four things here. It said, "I waited." This is David talking, King David. I waited patiently for the Lord, and He inclined unto me and heard my voice. He bought me up also out of an horrible pit of of the miry clay and set my feet upon a rock and established my goings 
and he hath put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. Many shall see it and fear and shall trust in the Lord. Let me ask you a question this morning. How is your patience? How is your patience? Do you find it easy to wait on the Lord? I love watching y'all. You see, y'all watch me, but I watch all of y'all, and I love the different reactions that I get. Do you find it easy to wait on the Lord? Or do you get somewhat frustrated? Now don't y'all be sitting there nodding your head telling me that y'all are some of them people that look in the microwave and hurt and hollow hurry up. <laughs> I'm old enough to remember when there wasn't no such thing as a microwave. And now we got microwaves. I remember when I was a kid, Kelvin, we put our popcorn in a big old cast iron skillet and put a lid on it and we sat there and shake it and held it and finally it ta 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 da ta thing. Now we throw it in the microwave for a minute and a half and we're like, hurry up! <laughs> Did you see the four things there? The first one he says, and he heard my cry. In other words, lifted me out of despair. The second one he says, he set my feet upon a rock. What did I tell you all ago? God never made a house that fell or a foundation that crumbled. That's a solid foundation. The third thing says, He established my goings. In other words, He steadied David as He walked. And then fourthly, He put a new song in my mouth. That's pretty self-explanatory. What this means to us is that we can count on the Lord to help us along the way. In fact, the New Testament depicts the Lord in the presence of the Holy Spirit as a comforter. The Gospel of John 16, 13 says this, He is pictured as one who comes along beside us to offer, offer help and assistance during our journey. In other words, He helps us to keep standing for the Lord. Keep standing for the Lord. So not only is He our confirmer, but He is also our constant helper. Now, not only does the Lord know that it is easy for us to slip, slip into sin, slip into discouragement, slip into whatever, but He also knows that it's easy for us to sleep. You know, there, there's a time, there's times, and this is my time of year, Larry, that I detest. And I'm not saying that half-heartedly. We get real busy and it's, I mean, lots of things are going on. And it seems like me and Lori, we just, we're burning our candles at both ends. And you know when you do that, it finally meets in the middle. But you get tired. And you just wonder how you're going to go on. But 
there are times when we, we grow weary and we just want to rest. We just don't want to do anything. So there are times, and I say that to say this, there are times when if we're not careful, we'll let down our guard. And, and, and we'll get caught napping. And while we may be capable of doing that, not so with the Lord. He is ever awake. He is ever active on our behalf. In other words, He doesn't grow weary. He doesn't get tired. And He doesn't fall asleep at the switch. I want you to see this. You know. So what does that, that tell us? That tells us that there's no need for us to worry. I can tell by looking at y'all, none of y'all ever worry about anything. Y'all never fret. You never lose any sleep. I'm sure if you're anything like me, you're good at it. I think that's the reason I've got such beautiful golden locks. But you see, we need to understand that God don't go to sleep at the switch, so we don't need to spend our time worrying. We don't need to spend our time fretting. We don't need to be losing any sleep because God is ever awake and He is constantly on the job. What a blessing to know that we can depend upon Him. This is what the Bible says in Lamentation 3.21. It gives us some insight when it says, This I recall to my mind. Therefore have I hope it is of the Lord's mercy that we are not consumed because His compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. You need to bookmark that verse. You see, there is one ray of hope that we have. And that, and I'm talking about all of the stuff that we've went through within the last year, year and a half. All of this stuff that has been bombarding us and we wonder what's going to happen next. But you see what that verse says in Lamentations? It says, God's compassion fail not. I'm going to kind of bring that to life for you. We've been talking about how God doesn't fall asleep at the switch. God is ever awake. He's ever present with us. I'm reminded of a story. I heard this story several years ago. And this was a story about a gang war that happened in a town and this gang war went on and on and on all night long. And when the morning came, many people had died from the shootings. And when they began to go from house to house to see if everyone was okay, they noticed that everyone had been accounted for except one lady. Her name was Miss Jackson. 
and they looked everywhere for Miss Jackson. And finally, somebody went in her home and they found Miss Jackson asleep in her bed. And they asked her, How in the world can you be asleep in your bed while all of this shooting? is going on around you. And her answer is so priceless. She said, well, the Bible says, he who keeps Israel never slumbers nor sleeps. So I decided there was no use in both of us staying up all night. So I went to bed and put it all in the Lord's hands. Amen. You get it? Do you get it? How many times? How many times have we got nonsense going on in our life and we just simply say, I'm going to put it in the Lord's hands and leave it there? That's what she did. So not only is he our conformer, confirmer, but he's our constant helper. But he is also our strength of our help. Look in verse 5. Because in verse 5 of our text, it tells us that, that he protects us from our enemies. This verse tells us that the Lord is the shade upon our right hand. Now, in ancient times, Think way, way, way long time ago. In ancient times, the warriors took two things into battle with them. They took a sword, and most of the time they took it in, in their right hand, and they had a shield in their left hand. Now, I'm not trying to, 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 to make light of somebody if they're left-handed. It would be just the opposite. But... That's generally the, what, what people did. They, they carried their shield in their left hand and they had their sword in their right hand. So, that means that the right side was vulnerable of uh, uh, attack because there was no protection upon it. This psalm is telling us that God takes a defensive position and protects us where we are most vulnerable because we know from where our attacks will come. You know, we, 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 we never know where they're going to come from. You know, sometimes we find ourselves being attacked where we're weak. Other times we find ourselves being attacked where, where we're the strongest. You remember Elijah. He was renowned for his courage. But the Bible tells us that he fled from Jezebel. How, how about Moses? You know, Moses' great strength was his meekness. But what did Moses do? You remember God told him to smite that rock and water would come from? And he didn't hit her one time. 
He knocked the fire out of it three times and because of it, what happened? He didn't get to go into the promised land. How about Abraham? What was Abraham's strength? His faith. But the Bible tells us, yet he went into Egypt with pure unbelief. So the point is this. You're going to be attacked. Sooner or later, you're going to be attacked. But, we may not know where the attack comes from, but God does. God always is ready. He's never caught off guard. We may be, but He's not. He's already, always ready to shield us and defend us from our enemies. Now, jump down to verse 6. Because we also see He protects us from the elements. The psalmist says there's two possible things, two possible sources of harm that could come from, uh, uh, upon the soldiers. One was sunstroke. Everybody knows what that is. That, that's where, you know, where the body becomes overheated. And it'll start shutting down. Could be fatal. But the other one is moonstroke. Now, you may not ever heard of this, but it was believed by the ancient warriors that it was just as dangerous as sunstroke. This is the reason why. Moonstroke, unlike sunstroke, didn't affect the body, it affected the mind. In ancient times, mental illness, they, they were convinced that the moon caused mental illness. And I'll bet you I'm going to throw you a good curveball. You've never heard of this. Where do you think we get the word lunatic? <laughs> Lunar? Lunatic. That's where the word lunatic comes from. But here's what I want you to get from this. The idea is that while we are subject to attacking our lives, we are also subject to attack in our bodies as well as in our minds. However, just as, as God will guard us against the attack of our enemies from the outside, He will guard against attacks on the inside as well. So I need to tell somebody here today. I don't care if the attack is in the open or if it's in secret. It doesn't matter if it comes by day or if it comes in the darkness of night. Be sure of one thing, that God is aware of where you are and what's happening to you. You may not see it coming, but God does. And He will always be there to protect you, to guard you, to give you the resources you need to stand in the day of battle. Because why? Because God is our strong and mighty tower. So let me start winding this down. Let me, allow me to drop this in your spirit. In verse 7, we see that we're preserved from evil. Then in verse 8, 
It says we're preserved for eternity. The, the writer reminds us that the Lord will keep us while we're here. And He will continue to keep us through eternity. Well, somebody might want to know, well, who is the Lord? Who is the Lord? Well, in chemistry, He changed water into wine. In biology, He was born without normal conception. In physics, he went against the law of gravity and he ascended into heaven. In economics, he fed 5,000 with two fish and five loaves of bread. In medicine, he cured the sick and the blind without administering any drugs whatsoever. In history, he's the beginning and the end. In government, he said that he shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Prince of Peace. In religion, he says, No one comes to the Father except through me. So who is he? He is Jesus. And he is so awesome that it is said about Jesus that he had no servants, yet we call him master. He had no degree, yet we call him teacher. He had no medicine, yet we call him healer. He had no army, yet kings feared him. He won no military battles, but he conquered the world. He committed no crime. Yet he was crucified. He was buried in a tomb, but yet he lives today. Does that give you some degree of knowledge of how awesome and powerful our God is? And, and we should have 100% confidence in him that he can help us, no matter what comes our way. So, where do we need to look whenever trouble comes? We need to look unto the hills, but not just unto the hills, but beyond the hills for our help. The all-powerful Lord God Almighty. Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you for this day that you blessed us with. Father, we just thank You for Your love, Your mercy, Your grace. We thank You for all the blessings that You do for us, Father. And sometimes we get busy and we rush around and we just kind of breeze right past all the things You're doing for us. But right now we say thank You. Father, I thank You for this church. <coughs> I thank You for this church family. Father, I pray that your spirit, your blessing will be upon each one of us today and every day. Father, I lift up those that are not with us today for whatever reason. I just pray that they're safe, that you bring them back safely. Father, all the folks that we talked about on the prayer list, we lift each one of them up to you as well. 
Father, I just ask that your spirit move upon them in a mighty way, in a special way, that whatever need is there, Father, that you'll meet that need. Father, I just ask that you guide us and direct us as we leave this place, that you bring us back at the next appointed hour, that you forgive us where we fail you. So, Father, just help us praise your holy name. Keep us aware that you're right there with us all the time. That you're where our help comes from. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen.